Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to The Art of Kindness, where we have compassionate conversations with artists from all areas of the entertainment industry who are using their voice to spread joy and make this big spinning planet in the sky a better place to be. I'm Robert Peter Paul, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, sunshines, and welcome to the A-O-K. Today's episode is really spectacular. It's actually almost like a musical episode. Not purposefully, but thanks to our incredible guest, Michael Orland, you're in for such a good time. He sat at the piano while we talked, and every so often played a little tune. It's such a treat! Michael Orland is a music director, pianist, or pianist? I never know which one's correct. I don't know. Someone let me know. Arranger, vocal coach, songwriter, and overall champion of dreams. He's best known for serving as the music director and vocal coach on 16 seasons of American Idol. During his time on Idol, he worked with countless powerhouse talents, accompanied American Idol contestants on various television appearances like Ellen and The Today Show, and even produced singles like God bless the USA, and what the world needs now is love, sweet love. (laughs) I need to calm down. Michael has also worked on shows like America's Got Talent, Little Big Shots, and American Juniors. I'm sensing an American theme. He plays and conducts for celebrities like Kristen Bell, Kristen Chenoweth, Adina Menzel, Ariana Grande, Jennifer Holliday, Barry Manilow, Catherine McPhee, and so much more. And he has collaborated with other legends like J-Lo, Elton John, Dolly Parton. I mean, you name it, and he's worked with them. Michael has done projects in the theater, television, and film, and sometimes combines all of his loves by doing televised live musicals, like Hairspray Live, which he served as the associate musical director on. I was a fan of American Idol, and now I'm just a huge fan of Michael. So without further ado, please welcome the magnificent Michael Orland. Michael, I'm so excited to talk to you after we like kind of connected on social media because you are just 
yeah. so open with people on there and and such a supporter so thank you for taking the time to chat today you're so cute robert i'm excited to chat first of all i like to start out asking this how are you at taking compliments uh i'm not that good to be honest uh that's so funny that you met you that's the first question up i'm not that good <laughs> at it and I'm, i mean people always like say to me just say thank you and yeah. i do work i'm working on it believe me i mean it, don't we all have to like work on that always it's something like yes i have you know young students that are nine and ten and twelve and fourteen years old that are and like they're really successful in show business they all know how to say thank you and mm. thank you so much i mean like I, I that's so fun that's so interesting that you said that it's so um I see that in common with a lot of people that are really successful in this business. They yeah. all are really, they're at ease with everybody, which that I am, but they are, they're good at taking compliments. Every single one of them, like, you mm. know, they say, oh, that was great. And they're right away. Thank you so much. Yes. And I'm like, That's amazing. I wish I grew up like that, but I have to work at it. And you know, it's something we do because we want to, I, I, yeah. it's needless to when somebody says, you know, oh my God, that was, you look so great tonight, you know, to go, oh my God, but you know, I gained, just gained five pounds. Of yeah, we all horrible. do that. It it's is. Horrible. Or we like turn around and we're like, well, no, you look great. You look, you know what I mean? Right, right. It's hard not to deflect, but everyone I've been talking to, whether they're good at it now or still working on it, had to work on it, which is interesting to hear. And I like to start off asking that question because I'm going to give you a compliment. Uh, I watch, <laughs> so I'm let's practice. practice. I'm going to practice me. Yeah, so go ahead. Well, okay, I'll, I'll keep it short. I won't, I won't embarrass you. From the way you helped people on American Idol, the contestants over the years, to your students now, to your Tip Tuesdays on social media, which are so helpful. I just feel like you are such a champion of dreams. So I wanted to thank you for that because we need more people like you in this industry that are not only talented, but bring others up with them. So... Okay. I think that's really sweet. And, you know, yeah. I mean, like, I know people that you said, you thank know, you. No, and I, and I mean it. And I really think that's really sweet that you said that. And I love that I get to do that. I love, I love helping people and I love encouraging people. Mm. And, um, like, I'm not, I'm not the vocal coach to come to that says, you know, you know what, you should just give this up. I'm sorry. And especially in today's world mm -hmm. where anything goes now, there's no yeah. age, no, you're too young, too old. You're not the right ethnicity. There's no thing anymore. There's no rules anymore. That's why I love this business. That's why I will never encourage anybody. I don't care if somebody has five notes in their range. If they can tell me a story, um, then they should be doing what they're doing. And if they love it that much, they should be doing it. And some people want to do it for a career. And some people want to do it because it makes them feel good. And that's the mm. best. That's the yes. best way to be. It's so true. It does. It feels great. And I, I think I heard somewhere that you said very candidly growing up, your dreams weren't always supported. So do you think that if that's true, do you think that's maybe why you help people follow their dreams now in a way? I wonder. I, wonder. I never even thought about that. I never, nobody ever asked me that. I wonder if it, it is that I, I'm very um, jealous, not jealous. I'm envious of when I, and I love when I have kids come to my studio and their parents come and I go, I just want to, I always make it a point to say to the parents, I applaud you for doing what you're doing and you're encouraging your child to um, do what they love and what they're so passionate about. Mm -hmm. Now, not that my parent, I love my mother and father. I love my whole family. 
And they're very fine with the choice I made, but they weren't, mm-hmm. they never encouraged me to go into it. And I think if that were my kid today, I don't know if I'd want my kid to be into show business either, but I had one of those things that like, it's all I wanted to do. And so, yeah. but, um, you know, like I said, after I dropped out of college uh, at UMass, because I was studying accounting for them, that's what they wanted me to do. Oh, wow. And, um, and after I dropped out, they were not happy, but they're fine with it now. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they were years later, but I wonder if that's a reason I overcompensate for that, because I really do. I think everybody should be encouraged if they have that passion, like, yeah. you know, the kids that are doing it because they have nothing else to do and their parents are putting them in voice lessons because it's something for them to do and they're not really into it. You can tell mm-hmm. that. And, um, and the, and, and the other thing is that people who I, I've seen like students that I've had that have go- gone up through the years and sing, 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 sing. And then all of a sudden now they're you know, working as a, as a director's assistant on a, a TV show, like they're mm. still in the arts and they're still fulfilling that creative whatever. And there are hundreds of jobs in the arts. It doesn't have to, you don't have to be a singer. You could be a backup singer and be very happy or, you mm. know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. but I do um, encourage everybody. And I just think that everybody should be doing this. If you have the passion and you, it's so funny because I'm not going to name drop but a bunch oh, of Oh, please name drop. <laughs> no, I mean, all right, I will. But a bunch I'll pick them up. A bunch of famous people that I work with. It's so fun to see that the the reason they're so successful and that it has to be a secret to their success is A, they're nice. B, they're mm-hmm. fun to work with. C, they love to rehearse. Like I work with Kristen Chenna with when she's out here. My favorite. She's a beacon of light. She's the best. She's the most loving, generous, beautiful, talented soul I've ever met and worked with. And she really, um, she rehearses and rehearses and rehearses. And that's why I have been on the road with her many times. And I've seen concerts with her before I was playing with her regularly. And Mm. I've never, she's, I've never seen her have a bad show because she's so rehearsed and so prepped that even when something goes wrong, she's able to handle it because she is so good at her, you know, she's learned her craft Mm. and she doesn't ever finish learning. She's like, "Uh uh-uh, I want to do this. You know, she had to record a song few weeks ago when we like drill she made me come over every day and drill it with her she's like she that's how and that video that she did it was something she did with david foster it turned Mm -hmm. out so great because she was prepped and i i was fortunate enough to work with patty lapone recently and oh another one (laughs) many times she loves to rehearse and i'm like i'm thinking to myself this is the secret of that success because they do they put in the work i like I think that I'm, I'm jumping all over the place. No, it's all good. I think the only negative thing that's come out of all the reality TV singing shows, like The Voice and Idol and America's Got Talent, all that stuff, mm-hmm. it gives kids and people a false sense of not having to do the work like we yeah. did when we were growing up. Like I worked in piano bars in New York City, you know, um, and that was like my waiter job. I'm not saying there's anything bad with being a waiter, but that was like what we did. We were I worked from 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fridays and Saturdays and um, and lo- and nine to two or three, you know, on weeknights. But that's where we learned our craft and we had to do that stuff. Today, people want to just get famous overnight and not have to work at it. And the every single kid that's come out of American Idol that still to this day has a career and mm-hmm. is still working. I don't care how far you go back. I don't care where they were in the top 10. The ones that you know their names today are because they have an amazing work ethic and they don't take it for granted. And, you know, mm-hmm. they got a little fame on that, on those shows, 
but you still have to do the work. You can't just like yeah. ride that. And that's why a lot of them have disappeared, unfortunately. And they're so talented. They just don't have the mm. work anymore. Yeah, it's so true. And I think if you're in this business, like you said, you got to have the passion and the work, not necessarily the paid work and the gigs, but the work is what you should enjoy. The rehearsing, the singing. So you should yeah. want to do it. You should want to keep going. And if you don't, you could take a break. That's okay too. But you know, you, you want to do something else. You might decide you want to get into set design or whatever, and you still yeah. hang in the arts. But that you have to do the work. I mean, I believe you have to do the work no matter what you want to do. But yes, um, we make. I sit at the piano all day, like I am right now. Ah! <laughs> Let's um, do a theme song. Okay, I love it. That's awesome. The um, art of kindness. The art of kindness. Um, oh my god. Um, but, but you know what I mean? Like the passion has to be there and you have, mm-hmm. you have to have the work ethic, those two things. Now, after that, the rest is a crapshoot. You and yeah. I both have many, many talented friends who have not had the break mm-hmm. that Kelly Clarkson had by going on American Idol. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that is all about, first of all, I tell all my students, again, part of the encouragement, I say, do what you do. You keep getting out there. You have to stay out there. You have to be in touch. It's all who you meet. You have to be at the right place at the right time. And you have to be, you have to have the goods when that door opens. But the talent doesn't open the door. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you know, one of my, I, I love that we're doing this t- um, now because my last tip for Tuesday was about how you don't have to be. Yes, that was perfect. I know. I- and so like, literally, you really do. You really do. People it's all about the kindness because mm-hmm. people remember that. And that's why I've, I, I've never heard anybody say a bad word about Kristen Chenoweth. I've only mm-hmm. heard people that go, oh, my God, she played our theater. We loved her so much. And she is that beacon of light that you called her. And she is it's just it's like because she it's that's part of the whole package that you have to have. You have to be yeah. kind. You have to be. Yeah, it's so true. And speaking of kindness, I really would love to know what does kindness mean to you? Mm. I mean, I, I can't even imagine what life would be without being kind. And I mean, I think as I've got older, I've gotten more compassionate about things like homelessness and elderly mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I think when I was younger and, you know, carefree, I didn't really think about it that much. But I I'm, I feel s- such kindness towards all that stuff. But I think there's no other way to be. And I think if we all had, you know, we're all practicing that a little bit more it would just be so much easier there's so much hate out there and there's so much um you know conspiracy theory and there's so Mm -hmm. much stuff that fights it and um i think that those of us that are in the know and you know that are enlightened enough to 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 know to practice kindness i think can change everything and can make it all you know so true and i like that's another question i like to ask everyone too because everyone's answer is different but my follow-up sometimes is did you discover it growing up or later in life? So it's interesting. You said that you started to practice kindness really later on because for everybody, it's different, whether it's, you know, innate in you, I'm sure you are always a nice person. Yeah, <laughs> but, definitely. Definitely. But yeah. you know, listen, and, and don't we all like have a little bit of a, you know, an evil, not evil, but you know, a little like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> I know we all people, get that side. I know people that are very nice to people in front of their face. And when, mm-hmm. when someone leaves the room, they just, it's in their DNA that they can't help but talking about them. And I'm like, I don't want any part of that anymore. I, I know. It's very high school, unfortunately. I think that also stems from not being kind to yourself. 
because you're not kind to yourself. And so when someone else leads the room, maybe you're afraid people are going to talk about you or they're talking about you. So you're just like, you know, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. so it starts there. I think somebody like that. And it's just, it's very, uh, it's not good. And it just, yeah. you just, even, even when they're being fine in front of everybody, you feel that energy that is mm-hmm. almost that you don't buy that you don't believe. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. Well, I feel your good energy and I, okay, this is awesome. When I was just doing a little bit of research on you, one of the things that we have in common for like getting into this industry, I mean, you're certainly miles ahead of me, but at the start is Mary Poppins. Oh my God. But you're way too, you're like not, you're less than half my age. How do you remember? No, I am. Yes. Oh, my favorite growing up. No, I think it. When did that come out? In the 90s? It came out when I was a kid. Oh, my God, you're so cute. You saw, like, maybe you saw it. No. (laughs) I mean, they showed it, like, every year. They they showed it every year when it was, you know, like, we were Mm -hmm. growing up. I couldn't wait to see Mary Poppins on TV. And um, um, there was something. And, and of course, The Wizard of Oz. Like, we showed it once a year. And also, I see you didn't grow up with this one. There was a Cinderella when I was growing up um, with Leslie Ann Warren. I've seen it. Oh my God. Well, she's like one of my, she's amazing. Oh, I love her in clue. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen clue. Of course. And I mean, like everybody, whenever I mention her name to anybody, I know I've gotten to work with her many, many times and she Ah. is so great. She's so lovely. That's amazing. She was my favorite Cinderella. I don't care what anyone says. (laughs) Well, Julie was Cinderella too, right? Listen, there's nobody like Julie Andrews, whatever. Yeah. She was in one of the television ones. That's the the one I grew up remembering. Mm. And so then like to year decades later, to have like her come to my studio and my at the back of my house is like insane and i was like wow a kid again just like you know she was one of my first crushes julie um you know um leslie and warren yes she's very alluring that's cool you got to meet her have you met julie i met julie andrews one time at an event with Kristen, where Kristen was getting a like a lifetime achievement award and i was musical director in the evening and um awesome she gave the award to Kristen, and that was pretty great. <gasps> ah, that's so cool. That's like an out of body thing. Yeah, she's so amazing. I met her once because my my grandma is literally my Mary Poppins. I mean, she even kind of looks like Julie Andrews. And growing up, she it. totally fostered my love of theater. I'm so grateful. She knew I love Mary Poppins when I would like put on her high heels and like stand with an umbrella like on top of the coffee table. And she's like, oh, oh boy. So she somehow got my fan letter to her through like her moving company. She was moving, and and Julie wrote me back. And then years later, we got to go to her book signing and she was just such a magical person just like Kristen, who exudes light and those are special people those are and that and you go that's why they are who they are because they do that thing and even like if you know i mean there's just it's a whole there's a whole different field there's a whole tribe of those people that are Mm. close and that have changed your life i mean i work with all these kids that come in and they and when i they see kristen's picture they're like oh my god and every kid Mm -hmm. every girl that comes in here wants to sing a song from wicked whether it's you know alphaba or or glinda i mean they all everybody it's you know that show and for her to be like part of that show and you know how many um do you know how many people i've sent I mean, how many people I've recorded this, you know, these young little girls singing popular and I send them to Kristen and she sends a video message back immediately and like, you know, changes these girls lives. But she I, she forgets that sometimes like she changed all those people's lives from that one show. Yeah, and that's all, I think she when she was she was said she said before and I, I don't know if I saw her in an interview or she said in her act like she only wanted that one show. That's all she ever wanted for where 
it was that monumental. And that's that's her. You know, that's yeah. she goes down in musical theater history for that show. Oh, yeah. She's an icon. And I think she falls in the same group as one more person I got a name and then I'm, I'm going to get back to you. But you've worked with this person, I think. Dolly Parton is like the leader of that tribe or one of them, I think. No, I what I did was um, uh, she was a mentor on American Idol season. Uh, I want to say season six, maybe um, it was David Archuleta, David David uh, Cook, Harley Smithson season. She was a, a mentor on the show that year. Mm. I forgot if we all sang Dolly Parton songs, or I think we just did all country and whatever. Yeah, and um, she was the greatest, the sweetest, the most down to earth ever. And on Kristen's last album, I only have a little association with her because she and Kristen did this unbelievably beautiful duet version of I Will Always Love You. So good. That that Dolly duetted with her. Like, I mean, it was like unreal. <laughs> and I helped vocal produce that whole album. So it was so fun to just, you know, oh my God, just to hear that vocal up live. And, you know, yeah. that was pretty crazy. But yeah, I know I'm a huge fan, huge yeah. fan. Have you been to Dollywood? Never. Oh, <gasps> Michael, you got to go. You got to go. Oh, I really should. It is such a good time. Like, and I'm such a Disney person. I grew up going to Disney my whole life. So, you know, theme parks to me, I have them at a standard. I walked into Dollywood. It's it's magic. Yeah. Really? That's so interesting. Yeah, I really want to go. I know this, um, um, this beautiful girl, Janelle Arthur, who was on American Idol. She worked yeah. there like, when she was a kid, like, and did the shows there. Like, when she was wow. a As a matter of fact, she just came out with a duet. Uh, with Dolly Parton, because Dolly, she sent the song to Dolly and said, I know you probably would never want to do this, but I would love to do this as a duet with her. And she said, yes. Wow. And, uh, Janelle Arthur, you got, you should look her up. She's so talented and beautiful. She was on yes. Idol. I want to say maybe season 10. I might, I'm like, you know, I forget. I can't. No, you are there like 16 years, right? Um, yeah, yeah. But, but that's she, amazing. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, but she tells me all the time she goes there all the time. And um, I know because she loves that place there. So and I know I, I do have to go. I do have to go. It is it is so much fun. And, and that's such a cool lesson with her, with Janelle, because just putting yourself out there and asking the worst that you can get is no. And we get no's all the time anyway. So you might as well try. I Absolutely. think. I mean, isn't our career, our, our, isn't our profession like just full of no's and that we have to just keep can't let it stop us. Yeah. You have to become a professional failer, not a failure. And then once you kind of master it, it's like, just keep going. Yeah, it's true. It's so true. And that's why I always say like to everybody as part of my encouragement process, it's a mm -hmm. timing game. And I, I always say like, I mean, we've all had jobs that we were up for that we really wanted and so depressed after we don't get it. And I'm like, no, it, somewhere down the road, a reason will be revealed why we were supposed to be open for something else that was in our path and I mm. on our path. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't uh, get upset by that stuff. I just think there's something else that we need to be available for or whatever, or it wasn't meant to be or whatever. I, mm. I don't get upset about that stuff. And I've, I've lost out on jobs that I was pictured getting and songs mm -hmm. that I thought were going to happen and all that stuff. It just, it is what it is. And you know what? Yeah. On to the next one. You can't let any of that stuff stop you. Yeah. And there's, there's enough out there to, keep everybody creative so something will come as you might know i'm a singer and i've really missed performing so much in these lockdown times we live in an apartment building and let's just say i can project <laughs> it can be challenging to warm up my voice at home because i don't want to disturb my neighbors thankfully my fiance cassie saved the day once again and gave me one of the best gifts ever belt box 
This portable device muffles your voice up to 30 dB, but still allows you to hear that you are in the right key, so you can warm up worry-free. Oh my gosh, that all rhymed. I didn't even mean it to. <laughs> it truly saved me during quarantine and allowed me to sing in my apartment guilt-free. Beltbox so kindly sponsored this episode, and I can't thank them enough for their support. I'm telling you right now, if you are a singer, you need this. You can use it on auditions to warm up. You can use it at home like me. The possibilities are endless. To find out more, go to beltyafaceoff.com. That's beltyafaceoff.com. I mean, just with everything you're saying and that I've heard you say in interviews, you were probably such an amazing person to have around over those 16 years at American Idol because you just lift people up, as I keep saying. You had such a a reputation there for being honest and helpful, but it seemed like in a kind way. You know, I've watched YouTube compilations of you that are like really funny, but you're always, you're not, you're not mean natured. Never. Never. And the only time I'm funny, mean nature is, you know, during Hollywood week when nobody sleeps for four days. Yeah. And, you know, and some somebody put some clip together of me and it's there. It, it is funny. It's not I never. And I've had kids once they like make the top 10 go, oh, I was so afraid of you at Hollywood week and you're the nicest guy ever. Yeah. I, I am everything like I make it clear to every one of those contestants I work with. And I'm like this at home, too. <laughs> I'm not judging you. You can yeah. crack. You can sing a horrible song. You can hit a bad note. I, I'm not judging. We're here to make do the work. And, you know, and that's how I was yeah. with everybody. And, and listen, that stressed a lot of people out that show. No, that a lot of people didn't know what they were in for and, and couldn't handle, A, the pressure, B, the success and all that stuff. And see all the people pulling at you going, why are you singing that song? Why are you wearing that dress? You know, like, why why'd you pick that? Mm. You know? So I, I wanted to just be the escape from that for people going when you come to my room to rehearse you are safe you are judge free you can have a meltdown you can sing a song that makes you cry that makes you laugh whatever you want to do and i through my instagram live show that i do and i got to talk to all these yes people that i form lifelong bonds with uh-huh. um, you know it's so nice for them to hear that back to go you know you were our you know you saved us you know you yeah thank you. we needed to laugh then when you told that really bad joke yeah that's amazing and we were such fans especially in the heyday we used to play the video game but you were like the hidden star of that show because it's all about the music and they couldn't have gotten through it without you i love something you said is that there was a fairness aspect throughout where everyone got the same amount of time with you to rehearse right yep the first few seasons they were just there was just one coaching team and i think when ricky minor came in to take over as the head md there he brought on another team so, cause it was like, it was insane that two of us used to do all the kids for the first couple of seasons. And then mm. they brought in like another team. So it was like, we just had, we still had a lot of work, even though we only had half the people, but, um, you know, and then even by years later, I think they even had added a third team at some point. Cause it was just, you know, they wanted the kids to get some more special attention, but, and it was not anything I picked by my, you know, whatever. I just, yeah. I, always look for the kind people and whatever and it, all my kids turned out great and i had a lot of i coached a lot of winners whatever not that it was a contest but it really was <laughs> yeah it was i mean i worked on america's got talent for a couple seasons and when you're in a reality competition space you know tensions can get high there's so yeah. much going on always even aside from what's going on on stage did you find that it was hard to keep contestants in a positive headspace sometimes 
I, I, it is hard because um, I, I think what happens is they hear so much um, feedback, and especially in later years where you can just like open up the internet and see all this crap written about somebody. Yeah. And also the producers, you know, giving them a little pressure going, no, you can't sit, you have to sing a new song this week. We have to, you know, keep up with the Joneses and sing a new song or no, only one person singing a ballad this week. And, um, you know, I think they felt so much pressure and I just, I just yeah. wanted to be that person that would, when we were all sitting around on the stage waiting for them, to, the next contestant, I just would be the class clown just to have yeah. just to, everyone to have fun. I'm also that guy. It's not like I had to be somebody I wasn't. Uh -huh. um, but, you know, I just, uh, it was always so fun. Well, I was voted class clown too, so I understand. Okay, someone's so I, so I'm totally, but I, you know what, so here's what's so crazy. I was just, somebody just asked me this about this the other day. I was like the shyest person in school until everybody found out that I played piano, like when I was in high school. I'm, I'm not mm. kidding, it was until then. I had like very few friends. I didn't like play sports or anything. I just like after school, I came home, did my homework and listened to records. Yeah. Practice piano all day. But it was not till in high school when like a bunch of the girls found out that I played piano and I could play for them in the talent show that I became all of a sudden so popular. Did you take lessons or did you, cause I, I started out playing by ear. No, well I played by ear and then um, I, my, I went to a piano teacher. Her name was Mrs. Siegel, Shirley Siegel in Worcester, Massachusetts. Hey and, Shirley. <laughs> Yeah, she's no longer with us. May oh. she rest in peace. And I mean, like, if I'm this age, how you know, of course. <laughs> My mother and father took me to, um, you know, a lesson when I was four years old. And she, the piano, she, you know, Mrs. Siegel said, nope, too young to start. And my mother's like, sit down. And, you know, of course, I, you know, was playing. And, and she's like, okay, we'll start. And so, and, and the other thing that I loved about Mrs. Siegel, I used to bring her my Barry Manilow songbooks and my Elton John songbooks and my Billy Joel mm. songbooks and all the yes. you know, on the roof and the Fantastics and Guys and Dolls books. She's like, nope, we only study classical here. And mm. I love that we did that because really, especially for piano, it's really, it is the basis for everything. If you can read and you can play all that classical stuff, which I'm not great at anymore, I will... Mm -hmm. take it but i'm not i have to really work at it now so yeah I, i'm so happy i did all those <laughs> I, I kept taking lessons all through until i graduated high school yeah you got that work ethic it's similar with acting if you can do shakespeare a lot of the time you know the contemporary stuff is just a walk in the park absolutely uh, so i wanted to ask you too i know we mentioned dolly but was there another mentor throughout your years on idol that stands out just for being a really kind person and going that extra mile for everybody on set oh. I will. There was it. She. This wasn't a one-time mentor, but I will tell you this: the person that I say was the kindest, sweetest, most loving, and I still am friends with her to this day. We just texted each other the other day, and she's ho hopefully going to be on my Instagram live show in a few weeks. <gasps> Paula. Paula Abdul. I knew it. The best. Wow. She had this mind that she would say, um, do you remember what Adam Lambert um, auditioned with? And she would like be up. He did Bohemian Rhapsody and he auditioned in San Francisco. And I remember he had that blue outfit. Like she's like remembers every detail wow. where everybody auditioned, what they sang. And she because she was into it that much. And those kids really needed her, especially in the beginning when nobody knew what that show was. And they yeah. had this really nasty guy who's not who's very loving and sweet. And kind. <laughs> And um and Randy Jackson, what's up, dog? And you know, yeah. you're and you're you shouldn't 
change the lyrics up and you shouldn't change the melody up and then you, you change the melody up and you go you could just sing this straight paula abdul was the one person that those kids needed and counted on and so loving so nurturing the kindest the kindest and still to this day wow that's not surprising she needs to be on anything called the art of kindness. oh my gosh please have her i would love to talk with her because i was always such a fan of her on the show she has that light aspect that we've talked about and it sounds like it goes hand in hand with her just being present because when you're able to be in the moment you can remember everything you're connecting with people speaking of judges i feel like even worse than maybe simon who i know was maybe putting on an act a lot of the time sometimes the worst critic of all is right in our head you know what's what's your advice what do you tell your students that are dealing with self-doubt and judges in their head yeah you know i think even like on american idol we would no matter how we would try to convince the kids that after their song was up and they were like a nervous wreck performing in front of 30 million people now in the heyday of american idol Mm. that those judges were under just as much stress to say something funny clever smart you know musical what constructive they were under the same pressure, but we could not tell those kids if Simon said that was the worst performance that we've seen all night, like those kids took it to heart. Yeah. And I think you have to just get rid of I mean, listen, they were in a game. They were in a show, a TV show. And I tell people today that want to audition for American Idol, 100% go for it. Any of those shows. Yeah. But you have to know what it is. It's a television show. It's not a talent show. And you have to just be ready for whatever and um you know i mean just like take it and and run with it It, today you get so much social media coverage on it that it's it's worth doing but um you know my students that hear that i i i have students that don't hear the voice that comes out of them like that i hear it you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like they hear less or they'll they judge or they go oh that was terrible or oh god i cracked and it's it's we it's just it's literally a a learning process to stop listening to those voices and just really and 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 i'm going to use the word kind again but just to be kinder to yourself and not um Mm. do you know the david friedman song we could be kind yeah you're gonna sing it (laughs) no but i'll play it This is such a treat. I feel like I'm at a mini concert. Oh my God, you're so funny. <laughs> I'll take your quest at the end. But, uh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, you can no, have but, some fun. You, know, you just have to get rid of those demons in your head because yeah. that's all they are. And I think that like just the power of that, you know, positive thinking and that yeah, somebody, I, I tell people mm-hmm. like when they go into an audition, like people that are judging you from the second you walk in the room. And if you're a nervous wreck and you're like shuffling your papers and you go over to the pianist and you like your papers fall all over the place and you yeah. think you're funny and you're trying to make a little thing, it's not just be, I always say, go just be focused and walk into that room with a mindset of, I am different than anybody you've seen today and I'm going to show you what I do. I mean, like that's what, you, and, and, and wow. sometimes we have to fake it until we believe it. And I've had to mm-hmm. do that too. I mean, I'm very confident sitting at the piano. Yeah. But I am. I, you take me to a party and like a social party where I'm not playing the piano. I'm. Mm. I'd be like, you know, I used to. I was very good for. Oh my god, I'm going to drop another name. I'm sorry. We oh, we love it. That's what everyone wants to hear. <laughs> I was really good friends with Estelle Getty from Golden Girls for years and oh. years, years. 
And I, we used to go to like, I, she used to take me to parties with her and stuff. And I go, Estelle, you can't leave me. What do you mean you have to go to the bathroom? I'm coming into the bathroom with you. I'll turn my head. You, I, I'm not staying out here alone. Mm. Like, I, I'm socially not great unless, but I, like you learn to, you got to learn to do it. Like I've had to go with Kristen and with my friend Rosalind Kind and many different people I've worked with. You know, you have to go to a meet and greet and it's just, you have to do mm-hmm. it. You have to just, yeah. you have to. You have to fake the confidence until it becomes a reality. And it will. I really believe yeah. it will. Fake so. it till you make it. And yeah. you're great. Talking with you is awesome. It's it's such a joy. It it's kind of reminds me of that song, Michael in the Bathroom from Be More Chill. Oh, that's so funny. We, yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, we've all had that. We've all had that moment. Totally. You're proof that you can you can make it through. And it's kind of the learning process of what life is about. We're meant to connect with everybody and, and just be kind. But it's hard when all this stuff gets in the way, I think. So true. But it, it takes a lot of work, too. That's the other thing. It's yeah. like some people it comes very easy to and some people it doesn't. Some people you have to work on that kindness factor every day and that belief yeah. factor and that self-belief factor and that positive thinking and that creative visualization. You have to that's something you have to practice every day. Yeah. Uh, but again, like I work with some of these kids who come in and they're I'm so envious of how confident they are and how. Mm uninhibited they are i was not that ever as a child and i just love it it makes me so happy and it makes me just want to help as much as i can because these kids just all take it in and they just can't wait yeah that getting back to my childhood mindset and not like being a child but getting back to that space where i was just purely pretending i loved having fun i loved playing make-believe i loved to sing whatever and as a kid, I was a child actor. So I, and I had like my most quote unquote successful gigs. Like I booked a Broadway show. I did a tour. I was physical. Yes. Well, I never got to go on because it closed. Okay. You, you know, my friend Kevin then, Kevin Chamberlain. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's, he is like a huge, I mean, I don't, you know, we're not connected anymore, but I still know who he is. And he has such a huge fan base. Like people are yeah. obsessed with him. I, mean, I, I, I just, I've done a couple of, I, we teach at Kristen Channel with Broadway bootcamp together. And I, oh, you teach there. Wow. A couple years ago, he, we did for the, he did for the kids. Oh, that's taking me back. So I think that's what I had to sing for my audition. I see I've, I looked up you too I read about you ah I don't know I what's out there but stalking. I did it my own stalking oh well that, that's that's good I appreciate a stalker every now and then <laughs> I know how talented you are too and I love that you're spreading kindness through your podcast oh, it's very kind of you no I, I don't know about you but I, I think that's what we need in this industry you hear things coming out and so while I was sitting here in quarantine I, I just thought I want to talk to people that are doing good and making the world a better place like you. How do you think we can make a better industry? Do you think it starts with just being kind to one another? I mean, it definitely is that. But I think that people have to be a little bit less, not sensitive, but there's something less um, like to take this. We take so many things personally and sometimes people don't mean it or, um, you know, we don't get a job. We, you know, we take it personally and stuff. It's not that. And, Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know. I just think that we have to just keep all keep working on it. And I just think, um, I mean, all the people like in my life that I'm close to all have that same sensibility that we're talking about that you and I are talking about right now that we, you mm-hmm. and I have like everybody in my life. I surround myself with only those people. I I've gotten rid of, not gotten rid of, but I have people in my life that were not that. And it's just, 
I don't wish them any anything. Mm -hmm. I just think it's better with them not in my life. Yeah. And I wish them no harm, no nothing. I love them and bless some of those people, but I just it's better without surrounding yourself with the negative, negative, negative. I have a, a friend that I've had for many years and I don't, we don't really talk anymore. Well, he stopped talking to me, but, and I'm like, you know what? My yeah. life is so much better with all, all that negativity and that talking yeah. about everybody. And uh, it's just, I don't need it. And nobody needs it. And I think we no. have to support ourselves with other like-minded people, you know, just keep making our circles bigger. Yes, like-minded people. Because it's okay if, if we have different thoughts. I mean, that's awesome. If we can kindly talk to each other from two different perspectives, that's how we can move forward, I think. Well, listen, I think, and I don't want to get political because I'm not smart enough to have a conversation about it. <laughs> oh, same. <laughs> I, I think that's the problem, like, with the country is that, like, mm -hmm. from the last president, I think we got all divided. Whereas in the old days, you could have two different sides and talk about it and it wasn't it wasn't all the hatred involved it yeah. was just and now they made that socially acceptable to just be mean and nasty and i don't care what i, I don't care what you believe or who mm -hmm. you voted for like we can all just be kind and get along and do what we have to do yes and, and a lot of the time people would if someone saw someone on the street fall and get hurt they're going to help them they don't know if they agree with them politically or whatever we we kind of forget that too i mean you're a beautiful person and i'm glad you're in this great headspace where you can recognize a negative person and just say wish you well bye bye because that's such an important life lesson and it's hard well, for people i have to tell you i have probably a harder time getting rid of that and i was lucky with this one yeah. particular person that they exited which i don't even know why and don't it doesn't matter like i said my life feels better without having that negative energy in it but i think yeah. that you have to just kindly um it's just something you want to avoid you don't want to you don't need to be around that person like it's just not worth it yeah it's um, hard it's hard not to feel guilty yeah no absolutely that. i get it <laughs> well it's time for a surprise game this is where i'm gonna yeah, this is where I need a theme song. It's called the compliment game. So I'm, I'm working like with a little motif. I'm going to layer it maybe. Oh. <gasps> that was beautiful. All right. It was I wish, no, I wish I could hire you to do that. Um, <laughs> well, maybe we could talk after. Okay, but this is the game. I reached out to someone in your life for a compliment about you. I'll read it to you and you're going to guess who said it. I will tell you these are people in the public eye. So it's okay if you use their last name. You'll get three yes or no questions or whatever. It doesn't matter. I really can't okay. even probably help you that much. And I'll say two guesses. Whenever you're ready, I'll read you your first quote. Oh my God, I'm nervous now. Don't be nervous. I will tell you, it was so easy to get quotes for you. People are so excited to talk about you. So don't be nervous. All right. All right. Everyone is beautiful in their own way. It's the compliment game on the AOK. Okay. It's the compliment. Compliment, compliment, compliment game. Bump. Quote number one. If being a good person is about enhancing the joy in others' lives and loving people sincerely, Michael is one of the greatest people I've ever met. I couldn't have done what I did on American Idol without him pushing me, sticking up for me, and always showing me that he's got my back without ever needing to say it. Oh my God. What if I start crying? <laughs> it gave me goosebumps. It's not even about me. All right. What, uh, is, I'm just, should I, can I guess or I have to say, like, ask you questions first? You can guess, but we'll just say like two guesses just so I won't torture you for that long. But All you can right, ask me yes or no questions. Is it Pia Toscano? No. Wow. Okay. 
Um, I can't believe she wouldn't say something like that. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I don't think I messaged her. She wasn't one of the people I creepily DM'd. Some people was probably like, just goes to their spam. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's just see. All right. Is it okay? So let me ask a few questions. Is it a female it. or a male? Uh, male. Oh, okay. What's, do you know what season he was on? I do. I can tell you that can be your big hint. 14. Oh crap. Was it, is it Rayvon Owen? Nope. Is that what the right season is? I don't know what number. Yeah, 14. Okay, well, I'll, I'll tell Clark you. Clark Beckham? Yes, it's Clark Beckham. I love that man. <laughs> he seems like such a sweet soul. He is literally one of the sweetest, talented, beautiful people in the world. And so happy right now. I'm so, I couldn't be happier for him. He's got a gorgeous wife and mm. beautiful um everything and he's god that he is you know he's a musical beast he plays mm -hmm. guitar he plays piano he i mean he taught me some really when we when he came through idol i learned so many like he would go no not that chord can you do this and like you know i mean like learn all these crazy jazz chords he loved changing stuff up and of course it made harry connick jr crazy but yeah. <laughs> wow well he he was more than happy to talk about it. he's like please let me know how it goes 14th season of american idol a great guy I have one more idol quote here to read okay. to you for you to guess. Okay. I'll do it's it now. Pia Toscano, but that's all right. Go ahead. It's not Pia. I'm sorry. Pia, feel free to amend this. Couldn't love her more either. I mean, all these were all <laughs> She's my so favorite. talented. People used to go, who's your favorite idol? I'm like, what do you mean? That's like when you ask a parent, like, who's your favorite kid? I love mm. every one of these kids. I don't care how far they made it. Some of them I cried when they got voted off, like Jennifer Hudson. Oh. But, um, you know, it's just like, it is what it is. You get so close, you form such a lifelong bond. We are the tightest bond. The bond between a pianist and a singer, it doesn't get more intimate. It really mm. doesn't. Yeah, there's so much trust there. And I yeah. can tell because oh. these people are coming on your IG live, like everyone still loves you. So you did something right. Well, that'll change. I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. no, no. I know. <laughs> Maybe I can't air this. Uh, <laughs> all right, your second quote. Michael, you're what... Wait, let me start over because I don't know how to read after quarantine. Michael, you're what got so many of us through one of the craziest times in our lives. I love you to the moon and back. Only one person loves you more. My mom. Oh, now, was that Jordan Sparks? No, but I like, feel like there's there's a hint in there, right? Yeah, to the moon and back. And only one person loves it. Oh, Melinda Doolittle. Yes, 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 yes. Doolittle, sixth season of American Idol. Oh my God. Now that girl is a winner. And so is her mother. I, You know, her mother, we've done many shows all, all over the country. And we played a couple times in um, Puerto Vallada for a New Year's Eve thing, a New Year's mm. Eve thing. And um, I, all, I used to, I still, to this day, her mother is the greatest audience ever, ever, ever. And so I like send a stupid joke to her all the time and she <laughs> gets hysterical. The sweetest, uh -huh. the sweetest. And oh my God, how I love Melinda Doolittle. Oh, uh, she was one of the people I rooted for on that show. I, I always loved her. I was such a big fan. I'm not, she's another one. I don't remember where she came at, uh, in the lineup, like through a third or fourth from the end just still to this day making a living at being a singer mm. and so talented so beautiful so kind and that's why 14 years later she's still working in this business and like, mm. like that, that's part of the the good work ethic and all that stuff and it, people only having nice things to say about you yeah always. well i think that's a beautiful 
tip and you've given us a lot of advice, but just to wrap things up, I would love if you could leave us with a kindness tip or a specific way to be kinder to yourself or other people. I can give you an example. Like I do, I talk about a talk, which is like a text of kindness. So in the morning I'll wake up and I'll try and text somebody, pick somebody random in my contact list and just send them something nice. That's very sweet. I love that. I have not gotten one from you yet, but um, <laughs> well, I need your number. I'll text you something nice every day. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I love that. I love that. Listen, I try to do, you know, random acts of kindness for people anytime, even if it just means surprising somebody with, you know, when you bring somebody dinner or I'll, I have, you know, a student or two that tells me about, you know, they're having such a rough time and I go today, no charge. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh. something like that. And I just, it's, it takes so little to be kind. And I just encourage everybody to just do some random act of, of kindness. And I, I really, if we all practice that, it would be crazy, crazy, crazy. I have to yeah. also introduce you to my friend, Rosalind Kind, not because her name is kind. Yes. You will love having her. She speaks all about this. Oh, that would be perfect. Literally perfect with the last name Kind. Yeah. Michael, you are such a joyful spirit. You're so wonderful to talk to. Thank you for everything you do. Everybody follow him on Instagram because these Tip Tuesdays <laughs> are beautiful. <laughs> yeah, follow me on the Instagram. And I, you know, I'm on the TikTok now, but I don't really want to know what I'm doing. I just started um, filming a bunch of um, like songs to put on there, like to go sing with me. So I'm like, I just recorded some. <gasps> Yes. And I just I, recorded. Oh, there we go. Imagine. And like put the words up and everything. So I haven't posted them yet, but I'm going to. And I'm going to start doing a bunch of those. Maybe people will like start singing with me and share me. Yeah, I'll sing with you. Let's right. put that up. I'll look for it. Come on. I'm, we'll do our, our own version of Alone in the Universe. Oh, I, I know. We'll have to see if I still remember the words. That would be that would be really awesome. I bet you would. I also just love how you like score your life. Like, I feel like that's a dream. And in, in the movies, uh -huh. people have songs following them and you just have these songs bursting from the scenes. It's awesome. All right. Well, thank All you, right. Michael. So fun. so fun. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I will look forward to connecting with you and getting a kind text. Oh, I will give you a kind text. Go. Oh. Or I could play. Yes. And now it's time for your kindness tip of the week. Michael Orland is such a gift. What a great guy. Definitely follow him everywhere at Michael Orland, and you will get to see the wonderful Tip Tuesdays he puts out to give advice to performers. And he also does a lot of really fun Instagram live chats with some of his talented friends from American Idol and beyond. When Michael spoke so candidly about the friendship that he lost and how ultimately it made him gain more happiness and peace, it brought up a really interesting point that I don't think I've talked about enough on this podcast. Like everything else in life, kindness is complex. It's got a lot of layers. I think sometimes people can conflate kindness with being nice. 
And while being nice is, well, nice, it's not always kindness. On this journey, we've begun to compile a lot of awesome definitions for kindness, right? If you haven't already, go back and listen to the other episodes to see what our guests have said kindness means to them. Ultimately, I think so far we have concluded that kindness is approaching things with empathy, right? At least that's one of the definitions. If you're approaching something for the right reasons and not expecting anything in return and just being a genuine human, generally that's kindness. Sometimes people can act very nice, but not have the best intentions. Michael bringing up that he had to step away from that friendship, which as we get older, that's what happens in life, right? We all learn what's right for us and what supports us. And if something isn't, while it's unfortunate, sometimes you do have to cut ties with people. Needless to say, your kindness tip is to honor your feelings. Kindness is 360 degrees. It doesn't mean that we are positive and happy all the time. No, while that would be wonderful, it's not possible. Kindness is honoring how you feel in each moment. And if you don't feel great about something, it's kind to let that something go. Let it go. Okay, <laughs> honoring your feelings and also the feelings of someone else is kindness. Especially in these times when things are so confusing. I know I have a ton of weddings and big events coming up to go to, and in the back of my head, I'm like, is this okay? Is it safe to be indoors with a pandemic? I really want to go to everything, but I also have to decide what's right for me and what I'm comfortable with. In the same vein, I also have to respect the decisions of other people. Some people may not feel comfortable with going to larger events right now. And while I'll be sad and miss them, after I process and honor my own feelings, I also have to honor their feelings. We can never force someone to feel a certain way, and no one can force us. Mutual respect of each other's feelings is kindness. So please keep that in mind as we go forth into this roller coaster of a world. I honor your feelings, and I thank you for being here and hearing out mine. Until next time, remember everything's gonna be a okay. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 